Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Culips. This is a simplified speech episode. Simplified Speech is the Culip series, which features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Today, joining me for this episode is my co host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. How's it going? Hey, Andrew, and hi, everyone. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well as well, Cassie. And why don't we introduce our topic for today? It's kind of a more serious topic rather than a lighthearted one because today we're going to be talking about emergency situations. Ah,、uh, yeah, that's right. We actually recently released a Real Talk episode about how to call 911 to get help if you're in an emergency situation. But today we're going to share some stories about different emergency situations that we've been in. Yes, exactly. So, guys, we'll get started with our conversation here in just a sec. But before we do, we want to let you know that we make study guides and transcripts for all of our episodes. And the study guides are prepared by our team of expert English teachers to help you build your English skills and reach your learning goals faster and easier than ever. So, if you become a Culips member, then you can get unlimited access to all of our study guides. We have like over 600 episodes, so there's tons of content to learn with. Plus, you get some great bonuses as well, like invitations to our monthly live streams featuring Cassie and I, so you can actually hang out and interact with Cassie and I in real time every month. Plus, there's more bonuses as well. So, if you visit culips.com, our website, you can sign up, become a member, and learn about all the details and benefits that you get as a Culips member. We'd also like to give a shout out to one of our listeners from France with the username Petite Molly, Petite Molly, who left us a five star rating and a nice little review on Apple Podcasts. Cassie, how about you read her review for us? Sure. So Petite Molly wrote, I've been listening to podcasts to improve my English for many years, and this podcast is for me the best to listen to. I like the topics, the voices, the length, et cetera, et cetera. Well, thanks, Molly, for being such a long time and amazing listener. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate your support. And thank you to everyone who has been leaving us comments and reviews lately on your favorite podcast services. Guys, we unfortunately can't shout out everybody who does this, but it really does go a long way in kind of making us more visible to other English learners around the world, right? It helps with the algorithm on different platforms when you leave us a comment or a rating. So if you could do that, it really does help us out and lets more English learners from around the world find us and improve their English with us. So with that being said, we'll jump into our main conversation topic for today, which is emergency situations. 
As Cassie mentioned, we recently released a Real Talk episode about calling 911. So if you haven't heard that episode, maybe you should check that one out first because you'll learn all about different kinds of situations where you call 911 in and how to talk with a 911 dispatcher. And of course, 911 is the emergency number in North America, in Canada, and the USA. So if you're in an emergency, you know, there's an accident or a fire or a crime and you need help, then you should call that number. But in this episode, we're going to talk about our real life personal experiences in emergencies. And Cassie, I'm curious about you. I know not everybody has this experience, thankfully. But I'm curious about you, Cassie. Have you ever had to call 911 before in your life? Honestly, I have never had to call 911. However, when I was young, I can remember two distinct experiences where we did have to call some special help to help us out.、Mm. Okay. What happened? One time was actually on vacation. <laughs> Were you at the beach in. Carolina? I think we were in Disney World, actually. Okay. My sister was a bit of a precocious child. It means that she had strong opinions, and if her demands were not met, she got angry very quickly. Okay. And <laughs> one time that happened, and she stormed out of the room and locked herself in the bedroom. In the hotel? Yeah, in the hotel. And she refused. Fused to open the door for hours. And then I'm pretty sure she fell asleep, even as we were banging on the door, open the door, open the door. And she just wouldn't. And so eventually we had to call the hotel staff and ask them to remove the door hinges so that we could get her out. <laughs> wow, she's really stubborn. Yes, it was super funny at the time. <laughs> Do you remember the demand? No, I have no clue. But there was actually a similar occurrence with me. I don't know if you've done this before, Andrew, but when you were a kid, when you went to a movie theater, did you ever like stick your arm between the seat and like the seat back? There was a hole、mm. between the seat and the seat back because the movie theater chairs, you know, they fold down and fold back up. So there's. You can stick your arm through that slot there between the seat and the back. Yeah, there's like a, a gap, right? When the seat is folded up or, or down, there's that gap in the back. Yeah, where the back of the chair meets the bottom of the chair. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And I don't know why, but I loved to stick my arm through that gap. And one time it just wouldn't come out. <laughs> So I was panicking. Mom, 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 help me. And we tried everything, but alas, my arm was stuck for good. So we had to call the maintenance guys to come and unhinge the chair to get my arm free. Did they bring some of the butter from the popcorn and grease your arm up and slide it out? You would think they would, but no, they actually took like some industrial screwdriver or something and unscrewed the chair so that I could get out. That actually reminds me of something similar that happened with my family. 
And I don't remember this episode, but I've heard about this from my parents before. And I don't even remember if it was me or if it was my little brother that this happened to. My brother is about two years younger than I am. And we went to a concert. I believe it was a Sharon, Lois, and Bram concert. I don't know, Cassie, in the USA, is there a children's band that's popular called Sharon, Lois, and Bram? Or is that just a Canadian thing? I never heard of it. We had Kids Bop. Okay. <laughs> I'm also like older than you, so maybe it's a generational thing. But definitely for kids growing up in the late 80s and early 90s in Canada, Every kid will know Sharon, Lois, and Bram. They're just like a big popular band that sing children's songs. So anyways, I guess my brother and I were fans of Sharon, Lois, and Bram <laughs> mm -hmm. when we were kids and they were playing a concert. So we went to the concert and either it was me or either it was my brother who was standing on one of those theater style chairs at the concert venue and fell through the back and, and got our legs stuck in a very similar situation. So I guess those chairs are dangerous for kids. <laughs> Did you have to call the maintenance department of that concert and get unstuck? I have no idea. Like I was really young. So like I said, this is not something I remember. It's just something that I re remember my parents telling me. So I don't know exactly how that incident played out, but I know it was traumatic enough that uh, either my brother or me freaked out. And yeah, maybe they had to call for assistance because we got stuck <laughs> in that situation. So Cassie, you're actually pretty lucky then. It sounds like you haven't really ever encountered any very serious emergency. Yes, knock on wood. Mm, knock on wood. Knock on wood is what we say when we don't want to jinx something in the future, right? We don't want to have uh, suddenly bad luck because we've been talking about it. It's kind of uh, English speaker superstition. Yes, that is true. As for me, unfortunately, I can think of a couple of times where I've either witnessed an emergency situation or I've been in an emergency situation where me or one of my family members or friends has had to call 911. And most of them are related to growing up as a kid. And I think it's just part of like growing up as a kid in, in Canada. I know kids from all parts of the world enjoy playing outside and getting into trouble. But like I said, I have a younger brother and he's two years younger than me. So that means that we played outside together. And of course, growing up in Canada, there's a lot of forest and, and places where you can play in the forest. And my childhood home, the back of my house had a backyard and then right behind the backyard was a forest. So we would go and play in the forest all the time and get into trouble in the forest and, you know, make tree houses and build forts and there were cliffs. So we'd climb the rocks and we'd ride our mountain bikes back there and just do all kinds of things that are pretty dangerous. And these days, I think kids aren't even allowed to do these things. Like I think... Um, parents would supervise their children. But in my generation, my parents were just like, go nuts. And we'd spend all day in the forest doing all kinds of wacky stuff that I think kids these days maybe don't do. But I remember we built a tree house and 
we didn't know how to build or anything. We would actually just walk through the forest until we could find some big logs or maybe some scrap lumber, some scrap wood, and just kind of put together some kind of platform in the trees, right? It's not like a, a beautiful house. It's more just like a floor in some trees. And then we would go and hang out up there. And I remember one time my cousin was visiting and while we were all up on the treehouse, it fell down and broke apart and he fell out of the treehouse. And that was an emergency situation. I think he was okay, but somebody, maybe my mom or one of my other cousins called the emergency line just in case, because you never know if you could hit your head or something and maybe have a concussion. Yeah, or internal bleeding. Internal bleeding, something like that. So that was one time related to the forest where somebody called 911 in my family. Another time is my mom was in the woods right at the back because my mom loves gardening and she was an avid gardener at that house. And we used to throw all of our compost and gardening waste, I guess you would say, you know, like dead leaves. And when you cut the grass, you have the grass clippings, or if you're pruning plants, you have some branches, all of that kind of stuff we would just dump in the forest behind our house to let it compost. And so my mom was dropping off some of this compost in the woods behind our backyard. And then suddenly I hear my mom screaming and running into the backyard and everybody's like, what the heck? What's going on? And she had stepped on like a hornet's nest or oh. a, a beehive or something. And there, she was getting attacked by all these hornets and bees. And again, I was pretty young. I was probably only like 10 or 11 when this happened. So I don't exactly remember the outcome, but I think my dad called 911 in that situation again, because... Like she got stung a lot and attacked by these hornets or these bees, whatever nasty bug they were. So that was bad. And one final backyard accident that I remember. <laughs> you have, have a lot of those. <laughs> like I said, kids in Canada in the, in the small towns, you know, we spend a lot of time outside. One other one that I remember distinctly is we had a trampoline in my backyard, a big trampoline. Cassie, did you grow up playing on a trampoline at all? I did not have one, but one of my neighbor friends did. So yeah, I'd go quite often. They're a really common thing to play on back in my day. I was born in 1984, so I grew up late 80s into the 90s. That's when I was a kid. And super popular in Canada. Like all of my friends had trampolines and we would just go wild on them. Big trampolines, like maybe, I don't know, five or six meters in diameter. So, you know, as boys, we would wrestle on them and we would jump off them and do tricks. And I think these days, again, parents maybe wouldn't buy these for their kids or if they did, they would have safety rails or safety nets or some kind of precaution, maybe wear a helmet. But of course, we had none of that in my day. And we liked to try and, you know, push the limits. So my house was a two-story house. And on the second story, we had a balcony where we would go outside for, you know, eating dinner outside. We had a barbecue out there. And it was on the second story of the house. 
So what my brother and I and our neighborhood friends, we like to do was put the trampoline under the balcony and then jump off the balcony onto the trampoline, you know, do flips and, and do jumps and stuff like that. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Yeah, not maybe the most safety conscious thing, but it was super fun. And, you know, I have a younger sister as well, and she listens to Culips, so she's probably listening to this episode right now. So shout out to my sister. But I guess I was a bad influence because I encouraged her to try it. I was like, sister, it's so fun. Why don't you give it a shot? Why don't you give it a try? And she was like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. I, I'm too scared. It's too high. And she's five years younger than I am. So if I was like maybe 11 or 12 when I was doing this, then she was just, you know, six or seven. So just a little girl. Finally, I convinced her to do it and she did it. She jumped off the balcony down, you know, two stories to the trampoline and she hit it weird and bounced off and mangled her arm or something. I don't exactly remember <laughs> what happened, <laughs> but it was an emergency situation. And I distinctly remember my mom calling 911 in that moment. So I think maybe my father was not home. My dad wasn't home. So we didn't have the car to go to the hospital. So we had to call for an ambulance. So yeah, lots of accidents happening in the backyard. <laughs> backyard shenanigans. Yeah, backyard shenanigans, indeed. <laughs> Cassie, what about these days? Mm -hmm. Do you take like any special safety precautions to make sure you avoid emergency situations at all? I'm a bit of a weenie for listeners who don't know what that means. It's someone who's like scared of something. In my case, I'm scared of getting hurt. I hate being sick or injured or unable to do my normal routine. So I think just, you know, when I do sports or something slightly dangerous, I do it with the utmost caution to, you know, at least attempt to prevent something that could go wrong. So you're very cautious then when when doing something. So like if you ride a bike, for example, you're always wearing your bike helmet. Oh, uh, besides when I ride a bike. <laughs> but like when I ride a bike, I don't really like helmets. I should wear one. Listeners, you should wear a helmet too. I'm a hypocrite. But I always bike very slowly. Before I cross roads, I look both ways. When I play sports, I stretch beforehand so I don't pull any muscles or break bones, that kind of thing. Good, good, good. I guess me too. Like thinking about riding my bike these days, you know, one of my hobbies is cycling and riding my bike. And I always buy these days like really bright colored bike clothes. I look like a rainbow out there. I have like orange <laughs> jerseys and yellow socks and stuff because I want to stand out and make sure cars can see me that I'm really visible so that I don't get hit when I'm riding my bike. So I think maybe some of these experiences that I had when I was younger, like just being kind of reckless and careless. These days, I'm totally the opposite. And just like you, I do not want to get injured at all, especially now that I'm starting to get a little bit older. I'm 38 right now. You know, breaking my arm or breaking my leg would just be like a lot more difficult 
at this age than it would be when I was younger. Like I used to do crazy stuff like uh, doing big jumps on my mountain bike and going snowboarding and going in like the half pipe, you know, doing the, the half pipe and doing big jumps on my snowboard, stuff like that. These days, I'm cautious even about doing an activity like snowboarding. I'm like, ah, is the pleasure worth the risk? The pleasure of snowboarding, is it worth the risk of falling awkwardly and breaking my wrist? And usually I'm like, no, not worth it. So I just won't do that activity. So I've really changed and I'm a lot more cautious these days. Yes. I think a lot of emergencies you can't really prevent, but those kind of ones you can definitely do your best to prevent. There's going to come a time where the elevator doesn't work when you're on it or, you know, you get into a freak car accident that it wasn't your fault. Those things are bound to happen. But it's always good to try your best to prevent an accident from occurring. Absolutely. So everyone, I think that will bring us to the end of today's episode. So thank you for listening and congratulations and great job on completing an English study session here with Cassie and I today. And of course, we want to know now about your opinion. And I think maybe everybody has some kind of story to tell about this situation. So if you've ever witnessed an emergency or even been in an emergency situation yourself, then please share your stories with us. You can leave a comment on our website, qlips.com, or you could visit the discussion form and leave a message there, or you could even post it to social media and share it with us through social media. And if you like this episode, please support us. Your support allows us to keep making English lessons for learners all over the world. And we can't do QLips without you. The best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a QLips member. For all the details, just visit our website, QLips.com. You can also support us by following us on social media, telling your friends who are learning English to check us out, or by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or really whatever app you listen to QLips with. So that's it for now, but we will be back soon with another new episode. Take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. See ya.